and peanut butter and cheese sandwiches what is up with you shout out to every single soul who is tuned in to the people's paradise podcast now or later be it on youtube be it on spotify what is going on with you in the realm of paradise my name is jt and you are here listening to me as we speak and preach that wonderful divine rhetoric that is of the podcast that is of what we were talking about today and as always in this podcast, as in the family and the fan and the family friendly tradition of this podcast, we shall commence the podcast quoting a song, a ballad that really did have me in my feels. It really did have me feeling some certain type of way while I was getting up in the morning and spraying mosquito off mosquito repellent all over my body as I went outside to brave the the gust of of these West Nile virus carrying bastards that currently plague my city. And the quote comes from a song by the homie from North Carolina. Shout out to him. Shout out to everybody out there in Charlotte, Fayetteville, Salisbury. I got family out there. If your last name is Madison, if you're an ass, if you go to Charlotte and your last name is, if you go to anywhere in North Carolina, South Carolina, Pennsylvania, if your last name is Bowware or is it B. Madison, you might be some kin to me. And the quote comes from the baby. He a rapper out of Charlottesville. I have no idea what neighborhood he is from. I do not know how you niggas divide the streets out there. I don't know which side is Crip, Blood, King. So when I come out there to visit my king back east, I don't want to hear no ish. I don't want to hear y'all t- coming me talking about, oh, you wearing red in the Paru neighborhood, folks. I don't know, sir. I don't know. I, I do not know. I, I'm not well educated about here. But um, he has a song called Blank Blank. And in the commencement of the song, he says this bar. It's not even a lyric. He just gives this PS, PSA announcement. And I felt like it applied to me contextually very well. He said, yeah, yeah, I'm the greatest, the, the, the prettiest chocolate nigga alive. And that bar, the prettiest chocolate nigga alive, the prettiest chocolate nigga alive. That bar that I heard, that verse that he gave that really touched me because I personally feel like I'm the prettiest chocolate nigga alive, bro. I keep on it with you. But, um, you know, he seems to think he is. I must tell him, you know, shout out to the baby. Uh, you know, you may, you might be the prettiest chocolate nigga back east. Now, if you come around, man, you come to my section, you know, in the Cali, California section. I hold that title, nigga. Don't you dare take my pretty, pretty nigga title, nigga. Pretty nigga title. Yeah, but now I like... I guess, I guess, spinning off of that verse, I guess that's where we can commence the conversation about what I want to talk about today, I guess, is being beautiful for the culture. When I woke up this morning, there's a, there's a black fashion model who I follow on Twitter and Instagram named Roger Connor. I have no sexual interest in this man, no homo. I mean, I just, he's just, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm strictly PP. I mean, strictly PP pussy. It's, I'm strictly pussy, but I have no sexual interest in this man. I only like following because I'm in this phase right now where I'm trying to better myself physically. I'm trying to really get into my chocolate zone. Like I, every time I go to the club, even on my Instagram comments, there's always females calling me cute, saying I'm pretty, etc., etc. So. And my body's not in the best shape. I ain't fat, but it's like it's not in the shape that I want it to be in. So it got to a point where I was like, I really want to get into maxing my maximizing my sexual appeal, maximizing my maximizing how sexy and attractive I can be. And Roger Country is a great example of maximizing that. This man works out every single day. He has a skin skincare routine. He always does. Like he's somebody who really does take advantage of his. Who really does maximizes beauty to the fullest extent and i guess after seeing that i was thinking like you know what i'll follow him kind of for inspiration 
And I just learned last week because I just thought he was just like a thought. I come to find out he got a girl. He got a beautiful, 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 beautiful molasses skin tone queen. God bless her so Maria Madialo. She is from Guinea-Bissau. Guinea, I don't know if it's Guinea or Guinea-Bissau. I think it's Guinea-Bissau in Africa. She is breathtaking, breathtakingly beautiful in a way that is very rare amongst amongst all races, be they Negro, be they Samoan, be they Filipino. And I saw a photo of them together. You know, it was just black. It just was, it just, and some of y'all who are an African-American might not get this, but some of you guys who are minorities, maybe you guys feel like this. It was just beautiful just to see pure black love of two beautiful, darker tone black people together, both good heights. Tall people need to start making more kids. That's what we need to have a conversation about. Tall people need to start getting back together. I don't know. I don't know this whole thing about how tall dudes, how we supposed to date some hella short girl. Like it looks cute. The optics look cute. But at the same time, bro, we need to get back to date. We need to get back to dating those of our own clan. You know, so any girl over there over five, eight, nine, come talk, come talk to me, come talk to daddy. But, um, that photo that I saw of that beautiful man and of that beautiful woman, it really inspired me because I love seeing beautiful couples of my own race. And just to piggyback on that, to go another route too as well, I'm talking about this. It is Black History Month. I know last year I, I, I went hard for Black History Month. I came out with this whole little campaign I was doing. I, I had a video sell, I had a video about a, I had a video that was Afrocentric come out every single day for Black History Month. I didn't do it this month just because, you know, I got to a point where I was like, I felt like people weren't vibing. And truth be told, I got 300, I got 360 subscribers. Half y'all don't even be watching my shit. So truth be told, most people who are watching me right now are new viewers. But so thank y'all for the new viewership. But um, and I feel like these last few days, these last four or five days, I want to do more honor, want to do more, give more honor and give more respect to it being Black History Month because it's something that I kind of just kind of pushed under the rug for the rest of the month. I haven't really been paying attention to it. I've just been in go mode. I've just been go mode with the podcast, with me getting back in shape and all these other things. So I apologize about that. But when I saw that photo of that beautiful couple of Roger Hunter with his beautiful bae, Maria God, I need to take a trip to Guinea-Bissau and see where the hell they build, which is like her at. But um, when I saw that, man, it just, um, I'm very vain. I'm very vain. And I'm honest about it. I'm one of those guys who goes looks first when it comes to girls. Like most guys do. I know guys like to BS and say like, you know, some guys like to BS. Some guys like to BS and say like, truth be told, girls are like that too. Matter of fact, we can have a talk about that later on. But girls are vain too. Girls go for looks first. Only difference with girls is girls usually date a guy who's somewhat in the same physical attractiveness range to them, or at least that's the best of the guy they can get at the time. Like I've always noticed, like you know how you see a girl who's a nerdy girl and she'll be with a nerdy boyfriend, or like a you see a guy who's a jock guy and he'll be with like the 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 princess cheerleader kind of girl. Like generally speaking, you'll date within the same wavelength of you. Um, but I'm very vain. And when it comes to dating, when it comes to being, when it comes to being black, I was thinking about this. I think there's, I don't think there's a stigma that says that black is ugly or something like that. I don't think there's a stigma of that, but I do think that 
I do think that when you have the conversation of beauty and races, I feel like we're always on the defensive end of trying to show that black is beautiful. The whole term black is beautiful came from black people feeling that our black was not beautiful. That's what people don't, people don't understand. A lot of our outcries for pride and black pride, black pride and black ownership, it can come off as just being black nationalism. But a lot of the time it was us trying to find an identity, trying to find an identity that we didn't possess, trying to find pride and love and for loving ourselves that we didn't have. So, when you have these conversations, when you have these conversations, it's, I don't know, it's its interesting. So, I bring all that up because be beautiful for the culture is something I've been thinking about as of late. And I think that's, and I think that's what's kind of motivated me to be, to be in great shape now, to work out hard and just to get in my vibes because, get in my beautiful nigga vibes because I feel like that when people see me, you know, when you're, when you're a black guy. And when you get in rooms amongst people where you're one of the few black people there or the only black guy there, generally speaking, all they all, all they look at you as a preview for all the all the possible experiences they could have with that with males of that race or females of that race. You know what I mean? Like so so a lot of a lot of what people a lot of what people a lot of how can I say what is this on my face? Okay. So anyway, a lot of what a lot of what people think about me when meeting me, if they're not black or if they are from somewhere else or of a different race, that's the that's the um that's the um footnotes that they'll attach to other black males. And so I started thinking because I've always been so vain about beauty, about being a pretty boy, et cetera, et cetera. So I thinking like, what if I wouldn't really hard on controlling the narrative that black is beautiful? What I would hard on really controlling that narrative that when they see me, they see that I'm that our race is beautiful. Then they see like, damn, like, like the whole reason why the whole reason why Latina women are popping, the whole reason why light skinned dudes are popping, is because you see enough is you see enough four to five of them in the spotlight that they're, pre, they're you see enough of them to where it's like, okay, well, damn, these three and a half niggas look cute. So then they must all look cute. And so I started looking at myself like that. Like, you know, hell, I need, I need to treat myself like that. I need to treat myself like that. I feel like Roger Hunter does that. I feel like even the rapper I was talking about, the baby, baby Jesus from uh, North Carolina. I feel like he does that in a very good way. You know, I like his cockiness. He's a cute, cute, cute dude. No, he's a good looking dude. But I also love the confidence he has. Like, you know, I'm the prettiest chocolate nigga alive. Like, I like that. You know, you need to, even ASAP Rocky, I like that. So that's what kind of put me on this kick of being beautiful for the culture, you know, being beautiful for the culture. And so now when it comes to me working out, I'm looking good. I don't look at it as just a thing I'm doing for my own vanity or for my own, for my own, you know, thirst traps that I'm going to put on Instagram with my abs out and my penis hanging cast aside leak. But I also, but I also, I also, I also look at, I also look at it as, I also look at it as, a, I also look at it as, a, I also look at it as a way of like, um, I look at it as a way of controlling the narrative of our people and being beautiful and being a great, being a beautiful representation for what masculinity is in our culture. You know, it don't have to just be you being the heart. I feel like when people think of males or particularly darker skinned males or black dudes in general, they think of just these hard ass niggas who roam the streets just snatching purses from white women and Asian people. Like, and reality is, it's a lot of us like that. But <laughs> it's just like, but now nah, let me just say, like, is it? It's just, the niggas is out there but you know there are some of us who are like me you know who are the calm or the intellectual types the pretty boys you know we we be chilling so i'll be thinking about that be beautiful for the culture 
And I had a really great conversation with a with a cohort. Cohort. That's when you know you're starting to make some real money. When you start using those words that's, that you only hear in, in uh you only hear in freaking in uh Richard Tim Burton films. I I was hanging with my cohorts. But I was hanging with the cohort of mine. And we're, we were talking about his own origin. We were talking about his own race. We were talking about his own people. And he was talking about the insecurities that his own people face. About like how they'll bleach their skin. How they rub up like certain soap on their skin to bleach themselves. Which there are a lot of black people that do that in the United States. But it's, it's frowned upon here because we're all about self-pride and loving our skin. Now, when you go to Africa, it's way more common there. When you go to India, if you go to the Philippines, it's way more common in those places. I think what black people do well in this country particularly, is we do well in self-pride. We do well in being proud. Now, some things I will say we should not be proud of. I don't give a damn. That BBW shit, I wouldn't, that, I, I, I don't think you should be proud of being 387 pounds overweight. I do not like that. That is not thick. That is called threat, life-threatening. It is a difference. Um, when it comes, when it comes to, but when it comes to this in general, like, I think it's a beautiful, I, I think it's beautiful that my people know how to, build pride in themselves like i like that you know that that's that's the coolest thing about being negro is like we 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 can make the gift that we have the gift that our culture gives to this world is we know how to make anything dope we know how to make anything dope we know how to make anything cool that's that's one of the gifts that our skin color has given us and you know it is what it is i mean hey you know hey you know it is what it is so i i, I was thinking about that today like you know Am I doing a good job of representing my culture? You know, I'm out here cursing all the time, and I'm, I'm I made an attempt to stop cursing, and now I'm definitely gonna make an attempt to stop cursing. Now, am I being a good representation of my people? You know, I, you know, I'm still say my slangs. I'm still, gonna, I'm still gonna be cool. I'm still gonna, you know, be cool and everything like that. But I'm, I feel like I should kind of do a better job of being a, of marketing what. Please like this. Am I marketing the best image of what it is to be an African American male? That's that's how I look at it. Am I marketing? Am I marketing the best image of that? And you know, I think I'm not. And so, with that being said, I feel like I can do a better job. You know, just for the sake of my people, just for the sake of what males, what other males in my class will go through. You know, so you know, it is what it is. Um, and I don't know, you know, that, that is interesting conversation you could have. I guess we could have about beauty standards in different cultures and how, like, the pressures you can have to conform to different cultures. You know, I like I am um, because that is those are insecurities I do deal with. I mean, you know, yeah, like, oh, shit, I got effed up. Too. So, well, that's different. There's a difference between beauty standards and just health standards. Like, that's why truth be told, I've always said I didn't just scratch my nuts. But truth be told, that's why I've always said when you go to different cultures, like you can go to any ethnic group in the world, any ethnic group that walks the face of this planet and find beautiful and ugly people in all of our clans, in all of our clans, and all of our tribes, and all of our countries. You can find beautiful people and ugly people. It's just the game. Because from my personal theory, just going off of science, there ain't that many. It ain't but like. Humans ain't that diverse looking like there's a certain facial structure. There is a certain facial structure shape that's attractive in all males, regardless of where you go. Like in all in all in all in all our cultures, in all of our cultures, when you see a man with the chiseled jawline, they, you know, I got you feel me. Got that. Got that. Come on, that Brad Pitt. Chocolate Brad Pitt. Here. When you see the, when you see the when you see the dude with the strong jawline, the good chin, etc., etc., those are usually the most attractive males in all of our races. It just it is what it is. When you see the women who have the beautiful full lips and the cheekbones and the eyes, 
batty eyelashes. Those are usually the most beautiful women in the race, of our, of our, in our races. So that's why you can see the beauty in all of our races. That's why in Hollywood, like the history of racial inclusion in Hollywood has usually been you'd have the rate, you'd have a out, you have somebody from an outside race come in first and be a clown. He'd be a buffoon. He just be he just be a caricature of idiotic idiot idiotness for people to laugh at. But then, you know, you have a sex symbol guy come in and people are like, "Well, damn, what the? F- why is he so cute? I didn't even know they could have beautiful people in that race." Like for us, I think it will for black people. I think in film, I'll be real. I want to say it's either between Harry Belafonte or Denzel Washington. Sydney Poitier might have been, but I never heard heard my grandma throwing her jaws at Sydney Poitier. But I know Harry Belafonte for sure. Denzel Washington, Wesley Snipes, Wesley Snipes was one. Morris Chest, Morris Chestnut kind of rolled the rolled off the back of Wesley Snipes. So I'd say more Wesley Snipes for I say Denzel Washington because Denzel Washington was the first like quote unquote darker 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 tone male who women who were women were like oh my god he is a girl denzel 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 made it denzel denzel became a character denzel set the standard for every nigga named denzel in this world i'm just telling you that right now like there's a lot of dudes out there named denzel who are getting pussy because because of him so there's a lot of y'all need to know that but Wesley Snipes, Wesley Snipes kind of campaign for guys who like kind of my skin tone, like the really darker guys, because we were like, oh man, he's he's this guy. So, but um, I don't know, man. It's, it's interesting. I wonder about that. I, I feel you know, hell, insecurities come. I guess I think I think I think it's important for all of us, whatever race you are, to feel beautiful about. You're about how you look and how you are, because you know some of us who aren't secure about certain things, you shouldn't be insecure about. You know, like I've had moments where I felt insecure about my skin color. You know, I've 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 had it. It, it happens sometimes. I can't really honestly be that insecure, I guess, because and not to be cocky, I get complimented so much about how I look, about how pretty my skin is, or how cute I am that I feel like I kind of lost the right to complain about. The woe is me. Um, they don't like the darker males. I, I'm, I'm left alone and forlorn. For my beauty is not seen. My black is not beautiful in the eyes of the white man. You know. You know. Truth be told, I'll be real with you. Most of the shit, most of the shit talking I've ever felt about my skin color came from other black people. Girls from other races have always loved me, and I can't even talk down to black girls because hell, they black girls have all black girls have been on my line too for a minute. So I, I can't really, I can't really, I can't really talk down. You know. But um, I mean, only thing black girls have ever done to me is like they think I'm corny, which I am. I'm corny. I ain't gonna lie. I'm, I'm a corny dude. You know, I, I say it with pride. Hey, I'm corny. I am a cor- I am corn. I am corn than a mother after. But anyway, so I think at the end of the day, it's about self acceptance and love always. But it is something to be said about. I don't know, like. I guess it's changing the narrative. You know, reality is, you know, when I was in school, I was never the most athletically inclined kid. So I could never fit that narrative about being the black dude who's like hella good at basketball, hella good at football. You know, there is no narrative for being a pretty boy nigga is black unless you're like, you're like the lights can do with the, with the green eyes. That's the narrative for them. So I feel like just me being in existence and me working on me, me being me working on myself, me bettering myself. That's me being beautiful, being representation, good representation 
for the men of my clan, for the men of my culture. So, you know, and I'm not, not saying lights kids are a different race or different background, but we do look different. So, you know, it is what it is. So with that being said, that buzz that you just heard, that's my phone dying right now. So I do not have that much time to record this podcast, but I much love a piece of chicken grease and to all of you guys out there, you know, whether you be Mexican, be you Belizean, be you El Salvadoran, be you Dominican, be you, be you Dominican, be you Barbadian, be you Colombian, be you Venezuelan, be you Tahitian, be you Nigerian, be you Cameroonian, be you Guinean. Um, you know, be beautiful for the culture. That's all I can say. Happy Black History Month, and I'll talk to you guys probably tomorrow.